Welcome to Empowered Mind Body Inspiration. The mind is the map to wholeness, wellness, health. The heart is the key to genius and inspiration. Join me and my guests as we explore how to release and rewire into who you truly are unique, whole, and empowered. Please like, share, and subscribe. Spiral up, spiral out. Welcome, everyone. Today we have Philip Mount Rose to talk about soul development and life purpose. Philip has three decades of experience in holistic healing and spiritual growth. Philip is co-author, along with his wife, Jane, of The Loving Power of the Soul, a guidebook for realizing your true purpose. Wonderful to have you here, Philip. Great being with you, Jane. Yeah, so let's jump right into it. I want to get some of your story, you know, as to why this became such a passion of yours. And, you know, and to talk about why is the spiritual approach so important to healing? Yes, well, uh, many people kind of start to wake up or have that midlife transition or crisis, maybe in their 30s or 40s or later, and then others get the urge, sometimes from very young, even childhood, or, or with me, especially in my 20s, I had this urge about spiritual awakening or enlightenment that there must be more in life mm. uh, behind the scenes. There, you know, what, why are we here? What are we doing here? And that led me to explore different uh, awakening possibilities through religion, Buddhism, Japanese tea ceremonies, the psychologies. This is in the 70s, you know, 20 or 30 years before the internet. So there wasn't as much immediately available. So I did some traveling and ended up in a Gurdjieff Ospensky group. I don't know if you've heard of them, but in the 1900s, they were sages, sort of gurus, and it was sort of a, a group, spiritual group. And I met my wife, Jane, Jane Montrose, eventually there. And uh, it was part of awakening. Yet one of the tenets there, Jane, was to uh, not express negative emotions. It was sort of considered a character weakness or flaw. And that led to a lot of repression. That seemed to be like an erroneous idea that actually had some negative consequences. Yeah. So people became very inhibited and in, in, in repressed. And that led us after the group to go into healing, hypnotherapy, energy healing, spiritual kinesiology, many modalities we developed ourselves, which was part of enlightenment, awakening and shining the light on your shadow. Right, because there you you find that healing comes from being aware of these negative emotions, almost this energy that gets blocked in our body. It does. It doesn't go away. And it's interesting. It's something we all have. It's interesting when you start, it's sort of hidden or, you know, I have no inner child. I have no wounds. Even people who think they're, quote, had normal, happy childhoods really didn't. Not that mm-hmm. it wasn't happy in part, but we all have traumas. Sometimes it's called developmental trauma, as you know, and or just these things, the ACEs, those adverse childhood experiences they did in the study in the 90s where, you know, your parents obviously didn't treat you well. They abused you or neglected you or were sick or divorced or in prison or something. But basically, we all have these uh, mismatches, these uh, disharmonious experiences, which can traumatize and, and, and be held in our body. 
until until we get that urge to awaken and do something about it at a deep level. And that's the only way you actually change it and transform it. It doesn't go away. Yeah, I believe that too. And it's just because we're human. You know, you right. can have the best parents in the world, but if they left you for 15 minutes crying one day when you really <laughs> wanted attention, it can it can start, right? Yeah, well, it may be if it's a pattern, you know, I think if they do it once or twice, it may not, but if it's an, you know, if they're yeah, if they're yeah. missing enough of the time and you're not sure where they are, yeah, yeah, I think you're wondering, you know, is you, are people going to be there to support me? You know, is my partner going to be there? You know, and where are you? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, there, yeah, the pattern solidifies it, right? Right. Makes it more likely to become an issue or trapped in our body. Right. So that led you to develop some of these things that you felt took it one step further. Is that correct? Yes. And we, we started experimenting. We started off with hypnotherapy in the 1990s as we were leaving that Gurdjieff Aspensky group, realizing that's a really wonderful way to uh, go deep into your unconscious. Mm -hmm. Uh, Connected with EFT uh, uh, early in the 90s, earlier adopters wrote some of the best books on the emotional freedom techniques, have our kind of own spiritual version, holistic EFT, developed spiritual kinesiology, a healing from the soul technique and uh, wrote a lot about it, did some individual sessions, still do with people and a lot of trainings uh, home study, live trainings. And a lot, we have a pretty extensive website at gettingthrough.org too. So it, it keeps expanding, keeps growing, keeps, it's quite a path. Yeah. So mm-hmm. hypnotherapy, I find it really interesting because it's mm-hmm. um, homeopathy also goes into the unconscious and that's my specialty, but I feel hypnotherapy is the other way. That's wonderful. Homeopathy. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, because it's one of the only modalities that deal with the mind, the body, you know, and the the connection. And then I feel when that heals, you do you do have a closer to connection to your spiritual purpose or your soul. So your specialty, though, you talk a lot about the soul and its ability to heal. So just tell us what you you know. People say, well, what is my soul? Well, it's something a lot of people think it's it's some abstract, obscure thing, Mm -hmm. just because it's sort of almost like running in the background, like an application, like an app or something. But it's a conscious uh, sort of director leader uh, of our lives, often hidden until we pay attention and start to listen to it's prompting and support. And, and we're aware of that in times of beauty, Jane, of sunsets and sunrises, we have that sense of awe and wonder and unity and connection. Uh, and then sometimes in intense tragedies, when we have to be present to this uh, crisis, we might be very present to our life and sort of get a sense of the big picture. Um, but what we found out at any moment, including this moment now, of course, we can be present to this greater us, this soulful present, which is an open heart and open mind. And in our new book, The The Loving Power of Your Soul, we give six ways, uh, and I can kind of go through one of them, of how to connect consciously with your soul. 
And once you do that, and that's what really awakened us in the 1990s when we connected with someone who shared this, this way of connecting and started meditating and practicing and developing it, uh, our life really turned around, changed and opened up. And then you can use that energy for healing as well. So you can sometimes just the things that have been there in childhood, like the traumas can uh, be changed and shifted and integrated sometimes very quickly. Otherwise, they just sort of hang around. And a lot of body therapies, you, yes, heal your body so you're not feeling stressed, but you may not have learned the lesson because it's really the, the bigger part or is what what is it teaching you, this wound, this trauma, this pattern? Right. Because, yeah, it will return unless you've dealt and figured that one out, right? Yeah. You never learned the lesson. So the lesson is still there waiting to be learned. Yeah. And well, yeah, often comes back in the body until we pay the body. The pain kind of reminds you of the problem, Mm -hmm. even though we're pretty good at numbing out and burying it and repressing it, but only so long until we want to our awakening and the soul promptings we're listening to are stronger than the kind of bearing and repressive mode. Right. And it's a way of seeing it as positive as well, because mm-hmm. then, then it gives you again, soul purpose. Why am I here? What am I figuring out? So let's go through those six ways. I think that would be wonderful. Uh, well, let me go a few, few ways. It might take a while to go through all six ways. Maybe just give a sure. few to kind of give a people a taste of it. Yeah. But the soul centering, which we learned from a, a, a spiritual mentor in the 1990s, uh, um, Barry Snyder, he, uh, it's really opening your heart, breathing into your heart. And as you're breathing into your heart, you can almost do this as I'm describing it. And for some people, this will be very easy and natural, and they may know exactly what I'm talking about. To other people, this might seem sort of strange or foreign, give it a time, or it may just for some people be a little bit not the right way to do it. So if you open your heart by breathing into it, and that means relaxing your body, there's a saying, relaxation is who we are. Mm-hmm. And as you open and breathe and you feel a little more expansive and more accepting, and there is a connection, just an intuitive knowing connection there to your soul, this greater presence that your heart is sort of a gateway to your seat of your soul sometimes described. And as you feel into that, you get a, a, a sense, uh, a knowing sense of who you are as a spiritual being in, in a very practical way. And, and it's people describe it often as feeling more uh, expansive, more relaxed. And with that energy, you can go further and connect it with the whole universe. We say opening up your, the crown chakra, the head of, and your higher self, you connect with the universe or oneness. So you're always connected, of course, but the idea of this is to consciously connect How do you connect with your soul? If you're with me, you may be in that moment right now. And you may receive a message or or if you have a question, it may be answered. Or now or later, just depends again. Uh, And sometimes people just get a simple uh, sense or message to relax. Or it's okay. Yeah. Beautiful. And... I feel the connection to the heart is often what's missing and, yes, you know, in meditation in general. Yes. And then this 
this connection to the universe that we're all connected to this genius that we can tap into, right? Yes. Through like we're uh, everything is connected. So I just love what you're saying. It's beautiful. And it's like you say, it's quite simple and yet it takes practice. And But when you feel it, you feel it. You do. And it becomes more a way of life and it kind of gives you the, the breadcrumbs and the messages and the direction and guidance you need from day to day. You, know, you wake up, I have no idea what's happening today, but I know my soul plan roughly because of my purpose, because I keep listening to this and it sort of forms shapes and it's actually the things I enjoy doing and I'm good at. I'm saying me and it, I'm saying this is the same for every person on earth, I believe. What I'm saying about me is applies to you and, and everyone else. It's the things you're good at. And if you follow that, if you open your heart and open your mind and you follow that, your purpose becomes there before you, your highest path, your highest trajectory, your brightest future. It calls you, it beckons you. Not is something like an exact uh, route, not something quite as, as uh, fixed as that because it's very flexible, but it's where you're using your gifts and talents to help yourself in the world. And then you can shine your light when you go from day to day much more, not perfectly. There's still wounds and healings to do. And uh, you can make the world a little brighter place and bring a little more heaven down to earth. Yes, and because we've all come with a with a purpose, then you begin to add that piece to the puzzle, right? You do, and, and I'm really of that persuasion. Some people get into like non-dual oneness, and everything is one, and everything is fine, and everything is perfect. And yes, at a certain level, I am totally with that. You know. And yet at the same time, uh, you know, why are we, you know, why do we recognize some things as negative or evil or destructive and other things as constructive and loving? Uh, you know, we have these values. They're, they're, they're drawn from like a higher awareness, a higher system. And some people describe who kind of have out of the body or see through the veil, like the colors and smells and senses on the other side are, are greater. The music is greater than we are most beautiful uplifting music and tastes and feelings and sensations in this world. And why? Because there's something higher about it. And yet there's also things that are countervailing and contrasting that are here to sort of uh, spark us to, to, uh, to create awareness and healing and growth. Right. So, yeah. So you feel that's part of the, the purpose of it all for there to be that contrast. Yes, there must be this contrast. I mean, because if everything was was in harmony, we wouldn't be on earth. Now, if we're in heaven, if we're at another place, maybe things are in, in other maybe advanced systems in the universe, other uh, beings, and we may be even descended from those beings from other galaxies or Syrians or Arcturians or whatever. I'm not quite sure how they exist if things are pretty much in harmony, you know, <laughs> they must go about life in a very different creative way. Uh, but while we're here on earth, we know that it's set up, you know, it's in our blood, in our DNA, in our history, that there's this contrast and conflict, although we're obviously growing and evolving. Yeah, yeah, it's... It's interesting as a human how we've been cut off from this knowledge and have to really work to, to 
see, like we need to seek it to get it, even a glimpse. So what you're teaching is very important. It's a compass. It's a guidance, your inner guidance system. So um, mm -hmm. uh, it's not like you know everything and you're perfect and nothing ever goes wrong, hardly, but you're much more present. You're making the most out of it and you're making choices to be on your highest path and, and do the best you can without being perfectionistic or moralistic or about it. Right. Because that's where the human part comes in, I feel. Like, yes. So that, you know, not to expect perfection. Yeah, that's a big trap for a lot of holistic people, I think, because number one, you don't want to make a mistake. Well, none of us do, but at the same time, it can be very uh, uh, arresting, freezing. We get in a rust, we don't do anything. Uh, and uh, that's that's not productive. And of course, being if you're more holistic, you're sort of on the leading edge or the outside of the mainstream. I call the mainstream CNN kind of reality which has its pluses and minuses, but there are criticisms and blowback. And so when you're going out there, you will have a certain amount of uh, criticism, a certain amount of disagreement, you know, maybe even from people close to you. So that's, that's part of the journey too. Yes. And to just to realize that it is a journey and it's part of forgiving yourself when you, when you aren't perfect in mm -hmm. order to continue forward. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think forgiving and unloving ourselves is one of the most important pieces of the puzzle. Because otherwise, like you say, you get trapped or stuck. Yes. And, I, and just a note on forgiving, um, I think as you get more and more connected with the soul, like we said, if the open, the heart, open the mind, that process, and it becomes more part of your daily life, uh, you are more forgiving, you are more uh, compassionate. And at the same time, you can't force that process. You know, if you still have, if you're still holding on to things, uh, you haven't, it's, you can't force it. You can't say, yes, I'm forgiving. I'm forgiving. And that's where the healing from the soul can come in when you bring in the soul and have kind of that deep integration, bringing in the soul's energy to the specific wound or trauma. Uh, that's where you can truly change in let go. Yeah. Okay. So is there, so that was one important yes. thing that you teach. Is there another that you can share with us? Yes. Well, um, a simple way is, uh, this is a way too, especially if the first one, it, it seems a little far out for some people or abstract. And we do have it written out in the new book, the loving power of your soul, the so what we call the soul centering that we did first, just simply going out in nature and being in a nature uh, setting can be very soulful, can, can be inspiring and, uh, and make you feel a sense of awe and oneness and surrender with everything. Uh, so that's a way of feeling, you know, just really taking that and bringing that in. And then when you're having your meditation or in your daily life, you can remember that and kind of turn it into a visualization or an anchor or a reference in your mind, like just feel yourself being in nature or just look up to the sky right now. If you're, if you could see the sky or walk on the grass, just do something very simple with the intention that I'm connecting with the universe and I'm connecting with my soul and oneness and everything being a little more intentional when you do it. 
Yeah, so intention is important because we all go for walks, you know, and yes. our mind is racing and we're not really connecting, right? right? So, yeah, I remember I went with walk, uh, walk with someone and it was a beautiful redwood forest and the person was just talking to me the whole time, talk, 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 talk. And I, it was really kind of a very strange conflict, like this is an, I'm in this awesome forest, this redwood forest, the person's just talking, talking, talking about whatever, you know, and not taking, you know, <laughs> seems kind of, and we sometimes do that, all of us, you know, in the hustle and bustle and miss the beauty, you know, don't smell the roses and don't see the sky right in front of us. Yeah, it happens. Or if you're really worried about something and you're ruminating on it and you're, you know, right. you're in this beautiful space and you miss, right. you miss the opportunity to do what you're saying. Right. Yeah. So when you do connect, because it's kind of abstract too, isn't it? Talking about, you know, mm -hmm. these things. What is the feeling when you really connect in nature? Uh, well, when you really connect in nature, and this time we're connecting it with your soul. One thing about connecting in, in nature, you'll notice your mind quiets down the, a lot of the chatter. Mm -hmm. So interesting, they've done studies, just brain scan studies of people who are in deep meditative states. And their brain is very quiet. It's not very active. You know, I used to think, well, all of this is coming from the brain. Well, it's actually not. It's coming from a higher place, sort of an open heart, a non-local place where you're connected with everything and everyone. Uh, so that's part of it. You feel this deep connection, this deep love, relaxation, acceptance. A lot of the soul qualities, it's easy to be compassionate uh, and get uh just sort of sit with things and let things come to you uh and have that inner knowingness yeah i told the story where i was at a point in life where i really didn't feel i was li living my soul purpose yes so i got down on my hands and knees and prayed that i mm -hmm. would discover it yes and a few days later i was walking my dog in nature and my mind was quiet and it just came into my mind that you should be a doctor. And I, mm -hmm. of course, I questioned it because I had no intention of being an allopathic doctor. But when I went and researched it, I came across naturopathic medicine and fell in love with that philosophy. And I was enrolled in school within six weeks, I think. <laughs> That's a beautiful story. Thanks for sharing that. Reminds right. me of my, my wife's story because she was an architect, as I said, and she had, a, in, a, in some ways, a very strong left brain. I mean, she's like the person who gets 800 on her SATs and stuff, but she's also an artist. And the like our book covers the, uh, are designed by her. She's quite gifted that way. And she is very intuitive. And she never thought of being you know, a healer. That seemed very foreign to her, but she was quite interested in it. And of course, that's not what we do, or even writing, you know, and uh, she would write things for architects and specs and things, but she's actually a very good writer too. Uh, so like, like you're saying, like, I didn't expect to do this for some people, like writing was very interesting to me and went to film school. So being videos and presenting things was sort of in my nature. So it can be something completely unexpected or something sort of there in the background that you want to really develop. Yeah, often there's clues, isn't there? Like, there, mm -hmm. yeah, the places that you're passionate about or excited about, but you're not really following that, you know? And that goes back to that soul's plan, which when you first hear that, it sounds very abstract and lofty and, you know, mm -hmm. puzzling. 
But then when you when you start to listen to what we're saying here and in like you're getting clues for your training and us for developing these spiritual energy healings and connecting with the soul and one thing leads to the next and that's that's a that's a big message here following your heart is step by step have you ever noticed you can only take one step at a time yes if i said take two steps at a time can you do that no No. (laughs) and that's life is like that and what is that next step going to be is it going to be a soulful one is it going to be one how do you know it's soulful well it feels good not like an addictive unhealthy good but it feels healthy and uplifting and inspiring and relaxing and creative and joyous and nurturing and those soulful qualities we recognize them and they're they're the breadcrumbs they're the path that we and we keep following it and see where it leads and yeah. we we just recently Jane our recent course we just finished is called um, because we keep developing and evolving these things. We just, we had to sort all our, our, our products, our courses and books just the other day where I'm still doing because we've done so many over our 30 year career. We've, we actually have written and produced over 30 books and courses. <laughs> We're still trying wow. to sort them all out. And our newest one, which we just completed and, and we keep evolving and trying to catch up with ourselves in some ways or log it on left brain wise is called, um, Abundant living with angels, oracles, and EFT spiritual healing. Oh, beautiful. So if you bring in angels into all these things, in other words, invisible friends support, then everything sort of shifts up and it's easier too as well. And a lot of the idea of angels and miracles is even pretty accepted out in in the uh, population, according to uh, polling. So it's it's maybe not as far out as, as it might sound on first hearing. Yeah, many believe in that they have guides in spirit or in, in spirit angels, that kind of thing, don't they? So it is you know easy to understand or conceptualize. Yes. But the, there's um to experience. Yeah. And, but then even then it's important to do what you say to connect to the heart and have the intention, the correct intention. So you draw the right energy, right? Right. So if you keep opening your heart every day, if you do the soul centering, uh, if you ask for, for support from soul or invisible beings, or even trusted people in your life that are trustworthy, uh, good things are going to happen to you. You'll feel the support Mm-hmm. And a lot of holistic people, Jane, as you know, that's a, another key missing weak element, a weak link. Uh, and they holistic, spiritual-minded people have so much to offer, but they often don't get support, which is curious. And in the conventional CNN world, everyone knows getting support or doing a business or a venture or, or commonplace business, you need support to succeed. Well, the, even more so in some ways when you have this leading tr- path, this light working path uh, of being an influencer or uh, uh, a change agent or thought leader, more more into spiritual healing and coaching and so forth. You need to find people to support yourself, books, podcasts like yours, uh, and people and groups that you can connect with and healing. Yeah. And, and when you say support, you mean also from the other side that when you invisible, invisible, yeah, invisible, yeah. meaning soul, 
uh, masters, guides, angels, and on the on this side, reference could be resources in terms of media or books or podcasts or people and groups and trainings. We offer a lot of trainings that people can even do live or find someone like ourselves if you that you feel you connect to that can that have been there that have sort of been along the path and have some experience, right? Uh, yeah, to uh, help you. Yeah, and. And often the sign that you're on the right path is these things happen. Right. And at the same time, on the other side of the ledger, uh, and I told the story earlier about this Gurdjieff Espensky group, you have to be careful not to follow the guru and give you all your power away, because that's another common trap that many people fall into. And at first, it makes sense. I mean, in the 1970s, I was just looking for someone who could help me awaken, you know, and this group had some great things, which I still use the Gurdjieff Espensky principles. But yet at the same time, it was the old pattern, like, now you're saved, you're chosen, you're in the special group, you're in the special religion, everyone else is, is doesn't. And so it kind of has a separation. And then when, of course, inevitably, the guru, not always, but often, you know, is, has his failings, isn't perfect i.e. corrupting power, sex, money, the normal things, which actually is the problem in the world and the conventional world as well, um, then you're disillusioned, like, well, maybe the spiritual stuff doesn't work. You know, maybe it's all a sham. Maybe I'll just give up and be depressed and hide my head in the sand, be the ostrich and not get any support. So that would be the kind of two extremes to watch for trying to be Mr. Miss or Miss Solo or just giving away all your power to, to others. <clears throat> exactly. I that's why I call my podcast Empowered. <laughs> I like that title. That's a very very creative title. Yeah, so you just said it beautifully. It's yeah, that balance and listening to your own inner guide, right? And your own soul. Yes. It, because it is, it all of our own, our souls are all knowing. It's just developing a way of accessing it. Hearing the music, mm-hmm. following your own drumbeat, yeah. not in a rebellious way, not in a immature way, but in a uh, peaceful way. The peaceful warrior. I like that title of that book too. The uh, person who's following the light and, and bringing heaven down the earth, the light into this reality from the other side, the veil. Uh, to make this world a, a better place. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. So, one more sharing. Yes. <laughs> Is there a third way we can connect? Okay. Um, yes, there definitely is. How many uh, do do we have? A couple minutes here. Are we are we at a? I'd I would, say we have ten minutes. Okay, we can get this within. I can do the short version. We call this in the in the loving power of your soul book the mud to mountaintop or apex process. Hmm. We like to use visualization a lot, and it's very good for healing. And uh, of course, hypnosis and guided visualization has been around uh, forever, virtually, um, and it is virtual. <laughs> so we'll go to a virtual world of a uh, higher realm, which is interesting. The higher realm is often considered the more real realm, uh, the more unified realm. And this realm on earth, which seems more real, the more dense and actually more physical is actually the more uh, reflective, sometimes more illusory world. So in this connecting with the soul uh, process, 
the apex process, the mud, the mountaintop, the, the mud is your issue if you're kind of stuck in the mud. Yeah. So if you're stuck in the mud, something that's a little bothersome, do you know what that is, Jane, for you? It's just a little annoyance. I mean, it could be a big or small, but just to give you a taste of it. Oh, some mud. Something that's kind of slowing up a little or annoying. Anything ring a bell there that you care to mention? Well, I like I <laughs> talking about mud. We've just moved. <laughs> and I like my space to be like I can really get into the heart space and you know what you're talking about. If my external space is clean and in its place, right? And so we just moved and everything was disorganized and there's been a lot of mud and we have two dogs that'll just bring it in. <laughs> so you're doing a very literal, a literal interpretation, but it has an emotional uh, response oh, or reaction. Okay, oh, yeah. so we can do this. This will kind of work on a couple levels. Usually it's just, you know, it could be I'm annoyed at, you know, what my husband said or, uh, you know, what happened at work or whatever, et cetera. Um, but yeah, so you have some kind of feeling about the dogs drink, bringing in a lot of dirt into your house. Is, is, is that what we're talking about? Yeah. So it just feels like I'm in this state of cleaning up. So that I can't quite so when you're in forward. that, you know, <laughs> trying to catch up, clean up, you feel what? Stuck, right? You feel stuck. Yeah. 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 So there's some stuck feelings. Uh, yeah. I don't know, maybe some annoyance, irritation, and frustration. Maybe there's some of that in there. Yeah, 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 of course. Okay, so you're there in the mud for a moment, and the listener's there, too, in their version of their whatever's mudding up their life, getting them stuck in the mud. Okay, so you're there, and, we're, and now we're going to rise up. We're going to get lighter, kind of breathing in lighter energy, right? Relaxing. And as you breathe in, you can see or sense yourself rising up. You let yourself become light. You just let yourself do it. Give yourself permission to rise up to a beautiful mountaintop or a lofty perch, okay? So you're rising up. You're on this beautiful mountain perch apex summit. The air is beautiful. The temperature is just right. You can see 360 degrees. Everything has a wonderful proportion. Everything makes sense. You have the right energy. And as you're up there, what, what are you noticing at the top of the mountain top for you, Jane? Or what's it like for you? Well, you know, when I tune into this and get more centered and into my heart, everything becomes clearer. Like good. you can see details and clarity. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. The kind of fog <laughs> lifts and things are clear. Okay. Yeah, and okay. you notice you notice more, like it's crisper, you're, you're, clearer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The same things you were quote looking at were so fogged up, glasses were so foggy you couldn't really see what was out there. Mm -hmm. And you're it's, so inside yourself that you're not even looking, right? Everything is clear. Everything has an order and makes sense. You kind of see what's going on, and so from the mountaintop, that wonderful clear place where you're so observant in the right way, right? When you kind of check back down to the, the former irritated self from that the mud in your house, what, what are you noticing now when you kind of bring in that clarity and observation back to the former self? Yeah, well, the, the former self is, you know, um, what we call it, like, well, I, I want to say stuck, like stuck in the details. 
Yeah. Get, gets lost in the details. Yeah. yeah. Right. Can't yeah. see the forest uh, from the trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's what right. I mean. So now that you're beginning to see the bigger picture, what's it like for you, you know, from the dogs and the dirt and that part of your life, how does that fit? How, how do you uh, perceive that now? And I know this may be integrating and we're doing it in a little bit of a shortened version, but is anything coming to mind yet? Well, more expansive, more expansive, mm-hmm. more open, right? More in tune, right? Good. Um, lighter. Yes, I like those words. Yeah. Lighter, <laughs> in tune. That's the soulful words. Lighter, in tune. Yeah. Um, expansive. Expansive, open, right? Open. So, yeah. Yeah. So when you're in that place, still discerning. Still not being, you know, uh, indiscriminate, just kind of still valuing orderliness and cleanness. Um, that's a different perspective. So you're, that was a, actually a, a connecting with the soul and even doing a healing kind of a two for one there. You got a two for there. Um, and that's another way of connecting with the soul. So if you can imagine instantly being atop that mountain whenever with its clarity, keen observation, lightness, expansion. And those are key words. That's how we change when we use those words, integrate them in our life. That's how we truly have change as opposed to saying, Jane, you need to be lighter. You need to be more expansive or even saying it in a nicer way than that. That doesn't, I mean, that sounds good, maybe if you say it in the right tone, but it doesn't probably mean that much. I mean, unless you do it regularly. And if you do it regularly and believe it, then it will make you change, help you change, live your life follow your higher path and make a difference connecting with your soul. Yeah. And so you said that there was two for one because it has a healing potential as well. Because if you're not reactive to when your dogs come in, you're being healed. I mean, you're not only addressing sort of a physical situation, you may not be able to even change the situation, or you might, you might be more, as you said, observant to know more, have be more creative in solving it, or you might just be more accepting and dealing with it in a much uh, better place, or, you know, as maybe part of life's uh, irregularities, or there's a wonderful saying by Epictetus, the uh, Greek uh, Roman philosopher, you know, is a little oil spilt, um, is a little wine stolen, you know, such as life and nothing can be had for nothing. And I take that to mean there's just going to be some, you know, glasses broken. There's going to be some stains on the floor. It's, you know, we all know that's part of life. Not that we like it, but we live with it much more peacefully and, and harmoniously and put it in perspective. Right. So it's, it's the way that you react the situation, if you can stay in this more expanded, accepting free flow, rather than going into contraction and the smaller contracted state, then you'll stay in a more healing, open, receptive state. Well said, exactly. Yes, don't sweat the small stuff. And uh, yeah. it all it does all work out in the end, but some things are there to teach you, as we said, and some of these problems are, you know, if they keep following us around, maybe there's something I'm supposed to be learning, something I'm supposed to be changing. Maybe I'm trying to be too neat, or I need to be neater, or I need to be more flexible, or, you know, something. Yeah, and in times of stress, 
you tend to go back into those states, don't you? So regress. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Regress. So maybe it's a reminder. Yes. Right. Some of those old habits coming back. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that that's what it is for me. So thank you so much. Yeah. It reminds me just a quick story here about, you know, the old patterns. Like one of my patterns was sometimes when, when something goes wrong, they just react and become racing and wanting to fix something quickly. Like mm-hmm. we're very extensive. We've had our website since 1997. So a lot of things have happened in the internet and to our websites. And our, we have a web uh, online business mostly where we do our trainings and offer things. And uh, sometimes things go wrong, as we know, as if you have an online business. And, and sometimes I'd be very reactive to it. And now I just breathe and go through it. My wife is more patient, you know, like Sometimes, you know, you have to figure out what went on there and take your time and reacting and rushing and racing and trying to make fast decisions is actually usually a problem, not a help as well. <laughs> I call them speed wobbles. <laughs> speed wobbles? What, what, what are speed wobbles? I like that term. What does that mean? Like if you get going too fast, you know, uh-huh. your your tires will start to wobble. Like oh, okay. They're, they're I get it. And things can Out of continue to go wrong. So yeah, to take your time and get back into. Breathe, yeah. slow down, <laughs> relax. And that can be soulful messages. Breathe, slow down, relax. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Beautiful reminder. Thank you, Philip. So tell us again, how people can find you, find your book, find out, you know, what resonates, go to look. Right. Uh, Probably uh, the, um, uh, our website is getting through getting thru.org and they can find out about our many books and live and programs free and, and trainings. But I'd like to offer a free gift to your listeners. It's a uh, spiritual healing kit, a package, and it has an excerpt from our new book, The Loving Power of Your Soul, which you can also get on Amazon. And the the URL to get this kit, which has a holistic EFT, a tapping video and the excerpt of the book, and it has some resources. The URL is, uh, shortened URL is tinyurl.com slash spiritual dash kit tinyurl.com slash spiritual dash kit. Awesome. Why don't we put that in the show notes? Great. Yeah. Yeah. People, I think we'd really like that. It. Yeah, we'll we'll do that. So you can send me that after. I will. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. My pleasure too. Th- great being with you, Jane. And for everyone out there, don't forget, don't give away your power to anyone else. Be the creator of your own life. Spiral up, spiral out. And remember, don't give away your power to anyone else. Be the creator of your own life. You can find more inspiring episodes on 14 different platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, and EmpoweredHealth.com. Be a part of Thrive Tribes. Be the change in Thrivolution at thrivetribehub.com and join me and my fellow changemakers at Health Tribe, Body, Mind, and Soul on Facebook. Spiral up, spiral out.